Welcome to the Security Distillery, the podcast where we explore the latest developments and challenges in the field of security. I'm your host, Youwei, and I'm Mikla. Today we continue the talk with our special guest Fu Yanliu, an accomplished astronomer, about space security. Since last episode, we talked about more scientific side of this topic. Now we are going to delve into the security field. So grab a drink, sit back, and join us again as we chat with our expert guests about this fascinating topic. I don't know about you, Youwei,、uh, but it's been really fascinating for me to listen to your insights as a space scientist, and you know, get this sort of first-hand narration of what it's like to be in this field. I think this talk is especially relevant because space security in today's age is really critical. Like, like you discussed, like proliferation of space capabilities, the risk of space debris, the potential geopolitical tensions. So. As a space scientist, what I am interested in is knowing your views on space safety as a concept. What do you think about falling space debris, joint space defense? To put it a little into layman's terms, do you think like a don't look up scenario could occur?、Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. For for our listeners, sorry, I'll just give like a brief for our listeners who do not who are not familiar with.、Um, The film "Don't Look Up" is basically like a—it's a tragic comedy, I guess you could describe it as that—of、um, how a comet is headed directly towards Earth that will obliterate life as we know it, and these two scientists are tasked with the job of warning mankind about this event. So, do you think personally that such a scenario can occur, and which country do you think will dominate? Dominate in the future.、Um, yes,、uh, I know the movie. We all,、uh, our team, all went to this、uh, to the movie theater to watch that. <laughs> Even though it's available on Netflix, we still go there to watch. Yeah. yeah. And okay, yeah, I, I think according to history of human and also what is happening regarding the war in Ukraine,、uh, I think any kind of this system. That tries to keep global or regional security will only start to work when there is a significant damage to the benefit of the leader of this system.、Yeah. Leaders, maybe, and it could be several. So I, I think for space security, for example, an asteroid impact, whether the countries will cooperate or not, probably depends on which country the asteroid is going to hit. Uh, here I'm not talking about the global mass extinction, yeah, which is more difficult to happen. Is just talk about like an asteroid that can destroy a city or country, yeah. So、uh, if we calculate that, for example, it will destroy an African country, country, the global response will probably be very different when we calculate. Is going to impact a European city. <laughs> so, and yes, I, I agree. Many things that happens in the in the movie、uh, are quite accurate. Like judging from the slow response and the ridiculous decision that many countries took during COVID, I think we are totally fucked. <laughs> yeah. So I agree. Yes. yes. And needless to say that. 
COVID is just a pandemic that humanity has experienced many times in history. But an asteroid impact civilization killer like asteroid has never been recorded in history. So, uh, and the question about which country will dominate in the future, my guess is still USA, but China is also putting a lot of effort on space science and they already showed very remarkable scores and also countries like Japan. Yes, these countries and Russia also, these, I guess these four countries so far is the most important, but USA and uh, China, I think will be the future. Yeah, Russia is getting less and less. So yeah, China is also trying to rise in space. That's not yeah. a good news. But do you think that there's a conflict between China and the United States in in the field of space, of course? Yes, I I believe is quite yeah. Okay. They are they are very competitive and uh, yeah. My opinion is China seems to be like doing everything on their own. They don't really care about international rules. Yeah. So I'm a bit worried about that. Yeah. No, and I think the difference that you highlighted in the treatment of an African country as opposed to like a European city, that is... That's a very insightful thing because I think that's how most of the world works in most most ways. Um, but moving away from that, I wanted to know what your opinion is on the ethical boundaries of space exploration or um, space interve intervention in outer space. So do you do you think there are any moral boundaries that cannot be crossed? How do you see the space? evolving yeah uh, i think the best analogy for the ethical issue of space exploration is the time when european countries discover american continent the power of law there, there are laws and the ethics but the power is very weak yeah like people don't really care so to make them care the I mean, the boundary will likely be set by the winner of war back on the surface of, of Earth in the, in the time when Europeans discover America. Uh, the rule depends on who is the winner in Europe, right? So I, I think that's the case. Uh, uh, yeah. So the, the moral that cannot be crossed Hmm. Yeah, yeah, almost nothing. I we we just we we can only hope that. Uh, so that's why I hope USA is the, the the dominant country for space exploration in the future instead instead of China. <laughs> they seems to be more care about public like international <laughs> uh, criticism criticism. So, interesting yeah um and how do you see space exploration developing over say the next 10 years and according to you what is the best case scenario for for this yeah um 
So now, so now the, the SpaceX is uh, is getting more and more important in in space exploration. So the next ten years probably dominate by by what they do in the, yeah during these ten years. And so the very famous thing is that they want to immigrate to Mars. Um, for me, I don't think that's a good idea. And also, I don't think that will happen in the near future because that is there is very, very few, very little benefit in colonizing Mars. And also, as Elon Musk said, it will not be a pleasant experience to be the first group of people to live on Mars. You will need to work the whole day and look at the lifeless red dirt for a very long time without getting crazy. So it will just be a, a torture physically and mentally. <laughs> and instead, in my opinion, it makes much more sense to build a base on our moon if we really want to build something in space to, to facilitate the, the, the momentum for, for, for space exploration, to build things in, in space. I think moon is a better target it can provide much more benefit than Mars, for example. It can re reduce the supply for deep deep space mission from Earth because there are water on the moon also, and we can extract it, and the water can be separated into uh, hydrogen and oxygen. So, so it's just like a gas station. Yes, kind mm -hmm. of. And also you can, because the, there's no atmosphere on the moon, so you can build uh, observatory mm -hmm. and also provide help in fixing space telescope and instead to go to mars just using our technology so far to go there is already difficult not to to mention that we need to build buildings on on this place yeah uh, but on the other hand in the next 10 years i believe Space mining, I don't know if you know that. That means that you, you are mining material like metals in space, in the asteroid. Yeah. This kind of space mining might become a new business and it may change the position for the superpower countries, I believe. Because, uh, for example, uh, the, for some kind of, some type of asteroid, uh, there, there are a lot of uh, platinum on this kind of asteroid. So, for example, a 10 meter, we call it S type asteroid, a 10 meter S type asteroid could contain several hundred tons of platinum group metals, which could be worth billions of dollars. That is already. So the according to some estimate, the global platinum market is currently valued at around eight billion per year. So just one 10 meter, only 10 meters, very small. You can have all this uh, the total amount of the price of platinum per year. Yeah. So uh, it is possible that the first country that managed to do to do this space mining will suddenly become superpower. It has so many so much money it can keep all these uh, precious metals and control the price and so at least 
they, they will become superpower economically. Yeah. So also I was thinking if a country that if this country already have very powerful uh, military forces, then having this technology, space mining technology will become a big benefit for them. But instead, if there's a country that doesn't have enough force and they do it, so maybe uh, you, they will become the target of being invaded, just like the situation in Middle East country. They, they found oil and uh, USA will give them democracy. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but uh, do you know any country try to develop this kind of technique like space deep mining? Yes, uh, now the most active is USA. Yeah, USA? they have, yeah, America. So they have a rule, uh, they, they have built a law that is interesting. Uh, any celestial body in space cannot be owned by a country or person, but the material on the asteroid that you get from space mining can be owned by a country or a private person, like a company, a space mining company. <laughs> so <laughs> it's quite strange. Like if you if you uh, take all the material out of this asteroid, this asteroid disappears. And then every piece of it can be owned by private com company, but the whole thing is not. Yeah, so, yeah that's not just like sneaky. It's just like, I'm not doing this in a, in a national way. I just like do it in my private company. I just tell yeah. SpaceX to mine all the, all the things and bring it back to the uh, US and yeah. had all the property <laughs> of the astronaut. Mm -hmm. And but yeah, but we don't against our law because it's not against to our space laws. Yeah, okay. so there's a problem with this kind of uh, laws in space. Is something we haven't we haven't dealt with before. So the the speed of making this kind of law is very slow and uh, even difficult to discuss. Yeah, the problem is totally different, but the technology is evolving so fast. So it's really difficult yeah i think it's the same with like artificial intelligence like there are so many developments that are rapidly happening it's difficult to keep up with the law or policy side of it like there is every day yes. there's something new that's happening that could yes. potentially change world the world as we know it but there are no like concrete answers as of yet yes yeah and uh, you you've seen uh uh, also, I'm thinking about like artificial intelligence is going to be very important in space ex exploration in general. For like, for example, space mining, you need to send not people to the asteroid. You need robots. Yeah. Um, and also, for example, if we really want to talk about migrating, uh, immigrating on Mars, we will need a lot of artificial intelligence robots. Uh, to build things for us. At least you, you need to build something first to produce uh, oxygen, and then people can go there and start working like a real person. So yes, artificial intelligence is deeply related. That's why everything is related to astronomy. <laughs> yeah. So do you have any interesting like viewpoints to share with the audience? Yeah, I, I do have something 
like a bit crazy to say. Uh, <laughs> yeah. it's, it, as, as I say, I was interested in history and archaeology, for example. So yeah. um, I was thinking um, the origin of dragon. Uh, origin Dragon. of dragon, yeah, dragon, dragon. like a Chinese dragon or yes. any kind of dragon. Uh, yeah, they are different kind, but basic, basically they are all kind of snake-like object. So, so for example, the European dragon comes from Sumerian dragon from from the Greece first Greece serpent, and then Greece serpent comes came from uh, Sumerian serpent. So, uh, and also China, the first image of dragon is actually not the dragon we, we see today. It doesn't have hand, for example, hand or leg. Uh, it's just a snake. And the image is always something, some, so across the world, there are so many serpent gods. And this kind of thing, they always have snake body and, the, and also this snake is flying. It's this, Curious why the snake is flying. And then they always, the first image have something, some kind of like a fire, fire shape in their head. So I was thinking this could be a, an asteroid impact, an asteroid that fall on Earth and people across uh, the, the Earth, ancient people, they saw it. And because uh, the reason is that twelve. We know that twelve thousand years ago, uh, there's a very short time ice age that happens. That it happens for about one thousand years. That is quite short. So this is not natural ice age. It's probably caused by asteroid impact. Yeah, but we haven't found any crater that can uh, actually relate hundred percent relate to this event. But we already have the proof that there was an ice age that cannot be proved. So uh, 12,000 years ago is also exactly the time when, when humans start to have an agriculture uh, revolution. So we invented agriculture. So imagine, so uh, the ice age I was mentioning is it happens in the North Hemisphere. So imagine if 12,000 years ago, there was already civilizations or, or tribes in Europe, for example. And when, when if there is an asteroid that change, change the orbit, uh, change the climate of Europe in total, they need to migrate south. And if you look at the map, when they want to migrate, they will go to Turkey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, without crossing, without using boat, they can go by land to Turkey. And this place is also the, like recently we found there's a relic that shows like, a, it's, it looks very likely, it looks very like a Stonehenge in UK. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that is the place where this kind of Stonehenge was found and near this place, they found wild weed. So that means the, the beginning of agriculture comes from there. So now it's unsure 
which one caused which is because people invented agriculture so they settle down and then they create um they create this stonehenge because this obviously you need a lot of people living together in the in this area to build this stonehenge so is this first the reason or on the opposite uh, people want to build this stonehenge so they have to think about a way to stay here so they invented they they found this plant nearby and they start to settle down and uh, in my opinion is more likely to be this scenario they want to build this religious building and why because when people start to gather together in uh, turkey hypothetically uh, they bring the story about this asteroid asteroid impact from the north from everywhere so they start to share this concept and then they believe this is kind of like the end of the world like it it kind of destroy all the the, the countries or uh, tribes in europe so they have to make and this is like a big disaster for them so they want to remember this catastrophe so then they they think it's a god because it, otherwise it's very hard to to understand why all the drag the original dragon or a serpent across the world always have flying image because if you create this kind of image because you're afraid of dragon then uh, sorry afraid of snakes yeah. then yeah you shouldn't imagine it's flying and also none of them uh describe they have they have poison which should be the most important thing about most yeah, fears snake. And, yeah. yeah thing about snake so it's quite curious this is my theory no that's really cool and i do think that a lot of myths are actually rooted in some sort of reality i feel like yeah. people did observe some things and might not have had like scientific knowledge or like the words to describe it but yeah like you said there are it is it is creepily interlinked for you to just for one to someone to just think that it's random and not interrelated yeah <laughs> actually you can imagine uh the image of of this serpent god is yeah. they are they are more they are older much older than other gods other mythology yeah in every culture yeah like including south america they have this serpent god and the south africa south america civilization they are separated with the rest of the civilization for more than 20000 years so why they develop the same image like the, the serpent god also has something on their head mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how we develop our space security concept yeah <laughs> every culture they have their own imagination about how to do we defend our planet just like to worship yeah. the astronaut and hope that will not just like hit on earth yeah that's why we worship it right yeah and the, also many of this culture they focus on astronomy since ancient time so it's quite curious oh, why yeah. like, so like, just look back in time and hope that they have some cool ideas for us <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they they're trying to tell us, but 
I think, for example, like dragon, like it's becoming not so important in our religions. Like nobody cares about dragon. They just think it's one of the one of the mythology uh, animal. And yeah, we worship other gods more. <laughs> so they must feel they must feel bad about it. They want to warn us, but we didn't listen. So I think it's the time to wrap up for this episode of our podcast. And huge thanks to uh, our guest, Oyenil, for Thank sharing you. your very valuable insight. Because it's a lot of content is related to real science, which we are not totally understand, but thanks for you. It's just like explaining it more easier to, yeah, to have some education on us. And Okay, so we hope all the audience or our guests enjoy this discussion and learn something, something new about the you know, space security and the dark projects. This is a very fascinating word about the astronaut, uh, astronomy. So, and don't forget to tune up to the next episode. Uh, until then, let's just keep learning about everything. Okay. Thank you all okay. for listening. You. Okay. That's very good. We're done? Yeah. <laughs> I think I did well. <laughs> yeah, we said that. Yeah. You're and, welcome. And yeah, Buen and I will go to the, the conference together in April. Yeah. Oh. In, uh, what's that? Uh, Vienna? Vienna? Yeah, Vienna. 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 Oh, what, what, uh, which conference is this? Uh, just like we mentioned for the planetary uh, defense conference. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're joining him for that. Yeah, I'm joining him. I'm joining him. I will share the yeah. same room. It's like he had a free room. So I have to crush him. I'm going to crush his room, not just crush him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, actually, about that part. I forget to mention something important. Uh, so the my my topic in this con con conference is about Apophis, which is also very, very important to mention actually, <laughs> because it will pass through the earth uh, 10 Apophis. times closer. Apophis? 10 times it's an asteroid. Yeah, it's an asteroid. Yeah. Oh, it's an asteroid. Okay. Yeah, Apophis. Uh, it will pass the Earth ten times closer than the Moon, so almost like <laughs> yeah, and it's three hundred seventy meter wide. So it will destroy not just one city; it will destroy many cities. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, it, it will. This will happen twenty twenty nine April thirteen nine p.m in the UTC time. Oh, wow. So yeah, it's going to pass very, very close. And uh, even you can you can see it in your with your naked eye. So yeah, uh, <laughs> it's quite famous uh, in this area, in this field. Yeah, and uh, always people, when they hear that, <laughs> they are scared. Yeah, yeah, 10 times more closer than our moon. What? Yes, but because we are sure answer. because it has been famous for two decades and we have been tracking the orbit for
for a very long time. So we are quite sure it's going to be just pass. Yeah, yeah. not just crush on Earth, right? You are one hundred percent sure that it's not going to crush on Earth. Yeah, even that's <laughs> so close. Up, but wait a second. But ten times more closer to the Earth, there's Could nothing there, right? There, like our international uh, uh, station, no. Yeah, actually, the orbit is lower than geo geo uh, satellites. Some of the satellite. So it's lower than satellites. Yeah. So we don't really know, like, if there will be any any impact. But the the chance is very very low. Yeah, you. yeah. I know the chance is so <laughs> low, but it's still it's still a chance. Like maybe sometimes uh, by the twenty twenty nine, some like satellite will just crash. Yeah, it could be down to the earth and. Yeah, and if also it goes off track. You need to let us know if you have intel about it. You need to like. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so the the study of, is about that because as I as I said, again, this object is made of uh, many pieces of rocks. Mm -hmm. So it's a uh, granular physics, and we don't know really well. So what kind of effect the Earth gravity will do to this object? is not so sure yet. So we cannot say we are totally safe. Just <laughs> according to the orbit, we are fine. But yeah, what will happen after that? And uh, yeah, that is not the end of the story because every seven years, it will come back again. So every seven years, there's a possibility of impact. Oh, so it's not in our in this orbit. Like in path yeah. ten years, but once it get into the the Earth orbit, will be stay here for forever. Uh, does, does it pass it before just like twenty twenty nine? So twenty twenty two should be passed again. No. Uh, twenty twenty nine and then twenty thirty six. Right, every okay. seven years there will be one because the Earth orbit and uh -huh. Apophis orbit will cross uh -huh. every seven years. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, but I say it's like this is the first time. It's the first yeah, time. Yeah, this is the first. Oh, okay. Yes. So that means that this. Uh, uh, it's the it's the first time that is so close. Oh, uh, so close. Yes. Okay. It actually passed many times already. But this is the time. Oh, this time is so close. So maybe yeah. next time will be closer or be bothered. Uh, because this time is very close, so uh -huh. it could have some unpredictable change to our orbit. So we need to check the orbit after 2029 to, to see what will happen in 2036. Wow. Yeah, so we're not sure yet. Yeah, there could be more chance of impact in 2036. And I remember another time is 2068. We don't need to worry too much. We will be very old by that time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think the interesting thing is not only about the about Apophis itself, but also the ramifications of security otherwise, because I'm sure like something of that size would have impact on like tidal waves that would impact who knows, like there are so many things that could affect it, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, if we impact the ocean, it will generate uh, just imagine when you poop. <laughs> you should yeah, drop to the toilet and you will have a central peak of the uh -huh. water, right? 
then this one will be so high it will reach atmosphere mm. imagine that so okay. and also yeah when <laughs> <laughs> it will when when the asteroid impact it will blast it will vaporize the part that part of the ocean immediately and so it will create a vacuum under the ocean okay. yeah okay. so first it will uh repel all this water somewhere so it will reach the coast tsunamis. yeah tsunamis so this will this tsunami will create the first wave of destruction and then the water have, will come back because you need to fill fill up this yeah. thing okay yeah so it will come again and then a second wave or even several times of waves oh, so man. i was heard that I, I was told that um the first wave destroy things in the coast and then imagine all the houses become pieces so you will and and, and uh, all these pieces will collect will gather together at the front wave mm -hmm. so the second wave of this tsunami will become will be water and a lot of human structure pieces so it will be a ring of destruction things it will be more powerful than the, the first wave the first because one. it's made of rocks and uh, wood iron and, yeah. and structure of human. yeah it's like a wall it's uniformly distributed and it can destroy everything on the path it's yeah. a, such a giant poop <laughs> <laughs> so uh, luckily it's not going to impact yeah <laughs> hope so, hope so. That's yeah, crazy. so that's why maybe that's why space security is always like in my mind is the very first top of all the security topic. Yeah, it's the chance is so low, but yeah, the impact will be, you know, so yes. big they can yes. affect everyone. Um, just like Russian invade Ukraine, of course, is so serious and dangerous. But one astronaut, if that hits Russian, it will yeah. also. Yeah, <laughs> it would yeah. cause lots, much bigger damage mm -hmm. to this area or this country. No, honestly, like, yeah. I mean, we all discuss like other forms of security so much, but like, if things go wrong and if like what you described actually happens, then all of that like fades in comparison, right? Like, what, what, what does it even matter about like border security when like, <laughs> The entire world could. <laughs> yeah, entire yeah. world just goes down. So yeah. who cares about migration? Who cares about Taiwan? Is like a country. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's why it, uh, this kind of impact is the possibility is very low, but we are certain that it will happen. It's yeah. only a matter of time. Yeah, only a matter of time. Yeah, it's cool. It's really cool. Okay, so thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you. Nice speaking to you. Yeah, <laughs> thank you all.